0: Welcome to BibleStudy.net, Bible study without the baloney sandwich. Uh, my Lenny, the host, and his beautiful wife Melissa will be doing our our uh, show today. And uh, you know, BibleStudy.net—that sounds like kind of mouthful. You know, when you when you don't say things correctly or pull them out of context, scripture also becomes very messy and hard to understand. And uh, I know uh, at, at, at one point in our faith, we were very, uh, very confused, yet we thought we had it all together and we're growing, thinking we were growing in grace, but what we were actually growing in was legalism. And uh, with legalism, there is no security. Um, you know, some some may believe that, you know, they're forgiven enough to go to heaven, but they're not forgiven enough to, to have God's blessings and to have God shining upon them. And You know, one.
1: I find too that when you ask people, they they tend to say, "I hope so." I hope so.
0: Yeah, and then others. Sometimes we convince ourselves. I know at one one point I really didn't know, but I figured, well, they told me that Christ died for my sins and that I was forgiven, but I really didn't believe it. Because, you know, you you hit that point where you're were, were you saying it sincerely enough. And did you cover all of those sins when you were confessing at the end of the day? And let's that's, that's just be honest. How many sins have you confessed compared to how many you've committed? What's the ratio there? What's acceptable to God? How do you get into his graces and keep him from turning away from you? It
1: sounds like a lot of coping, but uncertain.
0: Yeah. So do we really believe Uh, that we're eternally secure do we really believe that we can call god daddy father and cry out abba father from our souls the way paul describes uh because the christianity that paul describes is very different than what i see out there today
1: and that's why we're going to talk about eternal security and how important it is to realize uh, where you stand with christ with god every second of every day
0: yeah the apostle paul said uh that to not fall for another gospel, even if an angel, an angel of God or any messenger were to bring this to you, don't fall for any other gospel and let them be eternally condemned who are promoting these other gospels. And uh, so he he was he was warning us not to fall for for things uh, like legalism and and other other ideas and other gospels that were out there. So they and were also
1: to test the spirit. Was yep. that Paul that said? Yeah. To be testing. So if you hear a message, you got to go back in scripture and uh, remind yourself of what. What's true? What's been said? That's true. Yeah.
0: And so, how do we know Paul's credible? Well, the scripture teaches this that he was the apostle to the Gentiles, which is everybody other than the Jews, and uh, so he he had that credibility. They decided to give him the right hand of fellowship, and frankly, everything that he says lines up perfectly with what Jesus says. And he explains it and gives you a chron- uh, a perfect explanation from start to finish, from the you know the law to the to grace and he he preaches it perfectly there's no better <laughs> there's probably no better teacher out there than the apostle paul but we're you know we're drawn to these other teachers of today that teach it very differently and uh we we should go back to classic Can type christianity flagged, shouldn't yeah.
1: we yeah isn't it a red flag if you think about it you, you know you mentioned that these a lot, of te- a lot of the teachers today teach it very differently than Paul. And to mm-hmm. me, I'm thinking that sounds like grounds for testing the spirit. It's yep. a red flag. If it's different than what Paul's saying, something's not right there. And
0: just like everything, the false gospels going on at the time, it was, yeah, it's Jesus, but also this. So Jesus plus works is how you're saved. Jesus plus law. And nowadays, you know, it's just a different kind of a law. You know, we're not, the the temple's been destroyed and you know, there's nothing, there's nothing left to sacrifice to anymore. So the Jewish law is over, but we make our own laws. We just create our own. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's kind of a separate topic. But uh, the scripture teaches us that grace is what uh, teaches us to live upright lifestyles. And the law actually increases sin. Um, so let's follow grace and let's rest in eternal security, Right. Um, So in Philemon, Paul writes, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. He is sure of this. Paul was sure that that God who began a good work in you, the Christian, was going to carry it on to completion. Do you think a lot of people believe that?
1: I don't. I think a lot of people feel very burdened that maybe they... Fail at the good work they were trying to do, or they didn't do enough.
0: Yeah, our human failings get in the way. They distract us. But that's what Satan wants us to believe. He wants us to focus on our own failings. He wants us to keep thinking about our own sin and our own failings. But what But what scripture teaches is, is to focus on Christ, focus on grace, and that's how we grow. It's and a it's, very different element.
1: It is, and it makes me just... I can kind of feel my body relaxing. It makes me want to take a sigh of relief. Like, okay, it's uh, the good work has been started by God, mm-hmm. and it's going to be finished by God. There's nothing that I can do to ruin it, so yeah, thanks be to God for that. So
0: how do you alleviate guilt? Do you keep more guilt on it until the point where you're just feeling guilty all day long, and you're a victim, or do you just stop being a victim of guilt and be what God called you to be? he he called you to be a child of an of his inheritance a child of the resurrection he raised you from the dead he crucified your old self he's going to bring you to great things do you believe it or are you just still stuck in your guilt the way the the devil would want you to be
1: I think that would- if the
0: devil still had any power after the after Jesus did his work if but maybe demons running around you know what whatever it may be do you want to follow that or do you want to follow truth
1: I think that most anyone would agree. As a Christian, if we're reading what Scripture says, we ought to believe it. Yeah. Why would we read it? Um. You know, God started a good work; He's going to complete it in you, and then turn around and say, but, is He really going to?" But, <laughs> really? but
0: you got to stay in in His fellowship. But you got to keep.
1: If there is no but. You got to
0: follow the the rules that we created at X, you know, church and Y church and Z and all these. You I know? think
1: that's simply a big part of the problem. People hear these things, and we did it for a, a long time, too. Yeah. On our journey, you hear these things, but then you don't believe it.
0: If you're logging your sins daily for God and keeping track of your sins still, for example, you know, that sounds like a very pious thing to do. Let's keep track of everything. Let's keep every record. But scripture tells you that you've been forgiven as far as east is from the west, that you've been made perfect forever, that you have been fully cleansed. And so what does logging your sins have to add to that other other than a distraction? Nice. You're distracting yourself with your human your failed humanity. Focus on what's eternal.
1: Because not temporary. Yes, because that's what God is doing. Scripture tells us that's what he's doing. He's focusing on our eternal security in him. He remembers our sins no more. So why would we sit there and remember so much to the point that we're logging them and flogging ourselves like Martin Luther was uh, known to have done. Whipping
0: with, uh, I forget what they call that tool. Yeah, he was guilted, but that is what brought him on to, you know, God used to bring him on to repentance. His mind was changed. And so Timothy says, uh, the Lord, uh, Paul in Timothy says, the Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. And then Peter says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. For you, the Christian, who by God's power are being guarded through faith. For a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. So do you think Peter understood eternal security? Did he say, but, at the end of that, and say, but, if you misbehave, you know, you you might go down the wrong road, and uh, that misbehavior might stop you and hinder you. No, he's saying things like undefiled, imperishable inheritance, and uh, so how can we inherit? How can we earn an inheritance to begin with? It's been given to us freely. It was a gift, and we never earned it in the first place. And so how could we unearn it? This is a a legal document. This is an agreement God made with God. God made an agreement with Israel the first time around to give them the law. And they said, oh, yeah, we'll follow all of your laws. And probably moments or even days later, they're worshiping a a cow. Uh, What's the deal with that? They failed immediately. And so when the new covenant came around, God said, God made a deal with himself and said, this is what I'm going to do for you. And this is all part of our eternal security. He didn't ask us, you know, to be a, uh, will you be a a willing participant of this? Because if you'll be a a good, a good uh, person, make the right decision, I'll save you. No, he didn't. That's not how it ended up. Not how it worked.
1: He that We're not capable of that. That's I a, I wanted to say one thing. I, I think it was Timothy, maybe that you were reading there. Can yeah. you read that one again? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Timothy, the Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen.
1: Yeah, I love Wait, know,
0: rescue us from every evil deed. You know, That's a good point. And when you really think about that,
1: you really can't read scripture enough. It's all, you're always gaining new insights, you know, no matter how advanced you think you are and I'm learning here I I haven't recognized this one in this way where it's you've been rescued from every evil deed so no matter what
0: so how many of your evil deeds is God rescuing you from
1: well back based on then, that passage back then all my evil deeds were in the future yeah <laughs> and I've been rescued from every but it one says of them.
0: it says every evil deed
1: yep everyone I ever and
0: brings see. you safely into heaven how do you argue that where does the butt come in?
1: And why would you want to?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> why would you that's want beautiful.
1: to? Beautiful. Every every evil deed you could do, you've been wrestled.
0: So that's on this on a this one on a note of Jesus himself saying something, and then we'll pick up on the next one starting with what Jesus said. I just
1: wanted to make a point though, too, that um so some people think things like, Oh, well, you don't know, I've I've done really bad things, you know, I've been divorced three times, you know, I um, I had an abortion. I whatever it might be that people think are you know to it's God, things. right? And to God, um, sin is sin. You know, murder is. Um, Speaking cutting. of
0: murder, who wrote our most of our New Testament? Murderers. No, uh, he was Saul, and then he turned into Paul. But while he was Saul of Tarsus, he was murdering Christians. Right. At his at his hand, many Christians were murdered. So if if uh, if you think that God can't forgive a murderer, think again. I know it's a popular concept. I didn't murder anybody. I'm going to heaven. Well, Paul murdered people and he still went to heaven, and he wrote our New Testament, the one that Christians are are believing in.
1: Right. So <laughs> the point being, there is no but. Once again, there is no but, there is no sin that's too bad. every when God says every evil deed you've been rescued from, mm-hmm. he actually means every, yeah, every evil deed. So there isn't anything that
0: how would how would the apostle Paul have had a clear conscience to do what he did
1: if he hadn't
0: known that he was forgiven? think of think of how many people are harboring guilt for a sin. Wouldn't the apostle paul have have something to harbor? if anybody had something to harbor. Yet he's going around teaching people that they're eternally secure and that uh, Christ fully cleansed you and you have life in him. And look at the turnaround that he made. And he didn't say it was because of the law or following rules. He said it was because of grace. Think about that. Just think about that. And, uh, you know, hopefully meet us on the next call. BibleTuddy.net Bible study without the baloney sandwich. I hope you come back for more.